Hello, and thanks for tuning back into Season 2 of Cosmic Crit. This is Rebecca, here to introduce Episode 76 of the podcast. This week, we are back to start the AP with some conflict and action, but before we get there, I wanted to make some announcements that we didn't get to last week. First off, we are well into March, and our fan submission challenge is underway. This month, we are asking Crittermanders to help us out by generating some new cards to add to the official Paizo Critical Hit deck, which we are adding to our podcast for the Season 2. If you've seen those cards, you know that they can turn the tide of a battle if one of us rolls a natural 20, much like the Critical Fails did in Season 1. We have a link in this episode's description to our website where you can find out rules on how to submit. And the winner will be our favorite submission, and we'll earn some Starfinder swag to show our appreciation. Next up, we have a lot of Twitch streaming news. First off, you might have already seen the Twitch stream Shooting the Crit these last few weeks. It's a fan show for Cosmic Crit and Starfinder that's run by friends of the show Tim and Max, and it's every Sunday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, right before our new podcast episode drops. We are giving them some exclusive behind-the-scenes access to our show, so if you're as big of fans of Cosmic Crit as they are, you do not want to miss their stream. You can find them on Twitter at ShootingTheCrit and also on Twitch, and make sure that you follow and subscribe to their channel. Next, we have the Cosmic Crit live stream, which is part of our Patreon goals. And our next one is coming up this Sunday, March 24th, right before shooting the crits next episode. And this month we are going to be playing a pop culture game live with the audience and with audience participation, hosted by our zeitgeist savant, Miles. I'm personally really excited about this. It'll be live on our Twitch channel around 9 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, so make sure you're tuned in that evening to our stream. I think that's it for the announcements this week. We have a ton of news and new content to share with our Patreon patrons now that we've reached four goals. So if you want in on that action, you can become a patron today. So let's stop talking and get to playing. Sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 76, Cosmic Crit and the Order of the Phoenix's Respite. Episode commencing in three, two, one. Episode initiated. We are haranguing houses of the holy and going down like a lead balloon in this week's prog rocking episode of Cosmic Zeppelin. I'm not coolin' and there is no foolin' you all out there. My name is Patrick and I'm your GM, your game master in this Tolkien-influenced super band. Come listen to me ramble on as we wield the hammer of the gods that will drift drive our starships to new lands. Joining me in ascending this week's stairway to heaven are five black dogs, your players, and my friends. To my right, all last night they sat on the levee and rolled the natural one. It's Tyler playing Nikithi. Sounds about right. To his right, this lady I know is sure all that glitters is surely gold. It's Rebecca rocking Talara. Hello. Across the digital table, this bear hibernates his way through the lands of ice and snow. It's Miles with a win. Good evening. To his right, whether it's nervous or communicative, this goblin's having a breakdown. It's Jabert playing Bumfuzzle. Hey, Patrick, how you doing? Good. And to my left, finally, the way this vanguard moves is going to make you sweat, going to make you groove. Drew is here running with K. 
podcast. Good evening. Uh, hey guys, how are you doing? Pretty this night, good. This evening as we play in this game. Thanks for indulging me in a new format for season two's intros. If you haven't realized it yet, the theme for the intros of the season is going to be music, bands oh and stuff. Oh boy. Hey, uh. So before we start tonight, I was wondering if you all had one band or musician desert island scenario here. Who would you pick? That's a really I'll, tough question for me. <laughs> oh, it's really easy for me. I'll go first. I'll make oh. it really easy. My answer would be the Foo Fighters. No excellent. Excellent. Especially, especially if they can come to the desert island with me and perform live. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta check that's their how schedule. this works. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's I think maybe you get like their entire catalog at the, the very least. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Yeah, my, my favorite band is is a little band called Cake. They haven't oh, released yes. much lately. I think they have a new album or a new single coming out soon. But uh, yeah, they just always kind of spoke to me back in the day and stuck with Jabert me. and I went to that Cake concert uh, many a year ago. That was an awesome show. Yeah, yeah, I, didn't, show. Did, I didn't. I've never been to one. They don't come to maybe. my area most of the time. <laughs> I was about to say, maybe you should move to Boston. Well, when they tour, they definitely come to Atlanta. They haven't in a in a while because I keep. Well, they they've not been active in a while, but their uh, new album comes out, I think, in a few months. Yeah, they they've uh, announced tour dates for the last two tours they've been on last year and this year, and not neither of them went to Atlanta. My favorite band, uh, definitely not going to see them live anytime soon. <laughs> but it like uh, Frozen in Time. Some of my favorite music is uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Just oh, one yeah. of those bands. I feel like. You know, when they were in their their prime, they were like honestly about making music and imploded under their own egos and, and problems, and didn't <laughs> didn't have a chance to sell out, as it were. <laughs> besides, uh, maybe a, a Simpsons appearance and things like that. Yeah, and that was yeah. early. Even that was early. That was before Billy Corgan shaved his head. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, some people argue uh, Machina kind of was going towards that direction, but I, I actually really like that album a lot. Yeah, me too. Uh, Miles, you have to pick one band. All right. So, I mean, my favorite band since I was 10 is has always been Green Day. So that's probably what I'm going to go with. Mm-hmm. But any anyone who's on our Discord knows that I'm I'm super into music and I'm always have a carousel of different bands that I'm super passionate about. Oh, yeah. Well, like Smashing Pumpkins is not my favorite music to listen to right now, <laughs> you know, and I mentioned <laughs> right. probably the same way with Green Day. But, you know, there's there's just those bands that you keep going back to. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, they uh, still put out music, and I still buy it. <laughs> Tyler, I'd love to hear about you. Uh, I am not a big music guy. Uh, I have little weird things that I listen to. I'll pick, I, I don't know if this is necessarily my favorite, maybe top three at least, but mm-hmm. I'll pick him because I think he's the most interesting person that I'd listen to, and that's Doc Watson. So mm. I was, yeah. was going to be like, don't you dare say John Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know who that is. Um, Doc Watson is a really great guitarist, bluegrass um, folk singer, and uh, he doesn't have a lot out there, and he's old, but it's really, really fun to listen to. Jib Jab, you're, I think, the the last one here. Uh, Be dicking with you. Daft, Daft Punk. Punk? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Love me some Daft Punk. Oh, there's yeah. some good jams. There mm-hmm. is some important jams that they put out. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. I started listening to them back in like high school before Oops. I knew who they Oops. were. And what? uh 
And then it wasn't until college mm-hmm. when somebody was like, yeah, you can just borrow my copy of uh, Discovery. And I was just like, oh, this is the band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I remember seeing them on like MTV2 or something like way yeah. back in the day. Be like, yeah. oh, boy, they're getting well, some weird stuff on this I remember, channel. I remember <laughs> seeing that animated movie that right. like Interstellar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, mm-hmm. that, and that would played on. Was it Adult Swim or Toonami? I can't remember whatever that played on. on Cartoon Toonami, Network. I think. Um, uh, just fantastic stuff. This season the- of Cosmic Crit is going to be very music oriented, and I hope you guys are ready for that. Um, oh, no. We need oh, no. we need to dive into it to to get to the, uh, the the choruses, the crescendos, what have you. And when we start each episode this season, we're going to be doing our uh, our little recaps in a, in a different way. Um, we're going to have our last time on segments be live. We're going to record them, you know, right now. We used to do it beforehand and kind of edit them together, but we're changing it up this season. So, yeah, starting right now, what do you say? What happened last time on Cosmic Crit? Talara took the wheel and used her Witch Warper abilities to stave off a biker gang following the party. When is a giant bear? And like all bears, he's adept at tearing intercycle gangers in half like tissue paper. Kaz reflected on how he got into this situation as he hit a gangster with a radiant Nova Star Strike. Nikithi and his Akata drone Idis help load the restolen cargo and fly off in the Phoenix's respite. And Bumfuzzle showed up and threw some sweet bombs at the baddies. Pew 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 pew. Everyone says, says the bomb. <laughs> says the bomb. Bombs go pew. That's what happened. It's Last canon time. now. That's canon. Yep. <laughs> the massive bomb exploded the starship. Pew pew. <laughs> uh, right. So this episode starts with us looking into the star-speckled infinite of the cosmos. Deep in the vast, untamed edges of the galaxy. In Starfinder, the further you travel from Absalom Station, the heart of the interconnected series of drift beacons, the longer it takes to go through drift space. So traveling to Absalom only takes a few days, but going away from it can take weeks. We see now a purple and green tear in the fabric of space-time as a pathway out of the drift opens up, and through it comes a fairly unremarkable vehicle. We see a transport vessel. Packed world design. Looks like it's gone through several retrofits, overhauls, upgrades. Scoring along its hull shows it has seen some action and lived to tell the tale. This is your ship, which we introduced in the last episode, the Phoenix's Respite, and we travel inside the ship as you all are just coming off of a two-week journey after picking up supplies on Urkala, and yeah, inside we, we fix upon uh, Kaz, Wynn, Talara, Nakithi, and Bumfuzzle. It has been a long haul through Drift Space. 14 days, but you all honestly made a very good time. Whenever you make a trip out to the Vast, anywhere in the Vast, you roll five six-sided dice, and that's how many days it takes to get Ugh. to the destination. So potentially, it could only take five days. <laughs> <laughs> But you have the same odds of it taking 30 days, which is crazy. But you all made it in only 14, two weeks. So besides exploring a, like a, a scuttled, deserted ship in, in drift space, uh, a few meandering space rocks, and spotting one very mysterious and seriously foreboding duck, you are now out of the drift. 
and your journey here to the planet Nakondis uh, was pretty uneventful. I'm, so, um, I'm sorry, did you say we, we looked into a duck? You, you found a duck in drift space, yes. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, it had red eyes, so you just decided to fly right by it. Like, no stopping for that duck. <laughs> Good move. Good um, move. You yeah. never pick up a duck in a dungeon. You never worry about a duck What's, in drift space. Is that, is that from What's that girl doing there? And why she got that advanced uh, calculus book? <laughs> She's not supposed to be yeah. <laughs> This trip involved a lot of downtime, as traveling through drift space can be not boring, but you know, you, you set the, the drift drive, and it basically takes you through. Um, but yeah, this is time that you guys can get to know one another as a crew. Tell me what happened in those two weeks. What do your what do your characters do to pass the time? Kaz is a tempered pilgrim, so he has spent most of this time trying to get assistance in learning the languages of the other members of the crew. Their their native tongues, their planetary tongues, because he was taught once long ago that the you cannot learn anything about another culture until you learn it from their own way of speaking. The tempered pilgrims being Kasothans um, from the Adari who underwent this this process to kind of immerse themselves in other cultures, correct? Correct. And not necessarily does, just Kasothans. The, 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 the Kasothans go on a pilgrimage, uh, but the, the tempered pilgrim does not require to be a Kasothan. You're a human. What, what are you doing following the, the Adarin culture? Ah, because, because Kaz's martial arts master was Kasothan, taught uh-huh. him many things. Uh, and, and part of his training was reaching out and learning about the other cultures of the other students at the, the, the compound where he was trained. And now mm-hmm. that he has moved away, gone out from that, uh, he was tasked with going on his own pilgrimage and learning as much as he can about other cultures. Um, awesome. Uh, Wynn has quite literally just been sniffing around, uh, get, get, getting getting used to his, his new crewmates and taking <laughs> in a, 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 a big butts. whiff. Uh, s- some some people have, you know, shrugged it off as, as weird and others have, have been kind of bothered by it. No, um, no, no. Everyone shrugged it off as weird. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that without. Uh, Actually, I think I, I, I think I, I, I think I feel like Talara would have been really annoyed by it. <laughs> I feel like Kaz would have been like, "Yes, of course, smell me." <laughs> Just opens up the armpits, me like, "Bring it on, brother! <laughs> Breathe deep." Literally did that in real life. <laughs> um, and I, I think the the one he's having probably the most fun with is is Bumfuzzle because goblins are entertaining to, 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 to win as someone who's mostly out in the wilderness bumfuzzle kind of makes him feel a little bit more at home since goblins while they are spacefaring are typically known as being terrestrial creatures oh yeah no this is not a goblin this is a space goblin yeah, you know what I mean. God, oh my gosh. Pedantic. Oh my, every time. Every I'm time. not being pedantic. They're different races, and the space goblins are getting a redemption in Starfinder <laughs> via this podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I quit the show. <laughs> <laughs> 
I guess this is as good a time a good a time as any to say that uh, Bumfuzzle's mostly been hanging out in the vents, and uh, <laughs> oh, so that this may also be like part of why Win is sort of uh, sniffing around. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. Why and the ship like, smells like Bumfuzzle? <laughs> why, why it smells like goblin farts? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No. So I mean, uh, yeah, because it's uh, Bumfuzzle has been a little elusive uh, these past uh, these past couple of weeks. I'm um, sort of just you know, occasionally just hear him like you know bumping through and like like occasionally the vent will be knocked down in the kitchen and then <laughs> there's just like a salami Hello? missing. <laughs> so, so you're so you're just driving Nikithi crazy. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Just like occasionally a thing will be like like broken and then like kind of like glued back together at like a 45 degree angle or something and so just like week- leave it on your leave it on your bed. <laughs> By week two, Nikithi's replacing the typical, like, actual vent, you know, gates with just solid pieces of metal. <laughs> I don't think that... that doesn't no mean, more ventilation! Work. You yeah, won't no. suffocate next, <laughs> next season. Let's start it now. <laughs> he's, he's just like, I'm going to flush this guy out one way or another. <laughs> and let's open the ship to, to uh, the vacuum. Yeah, pretty much. So, Talara has been sizing up her, her new crewmates Just not like totally impressed uh so far but yeah, she I'll has say. seen uh nikithi seems to have a bit of intelligence about him maybe a, a worthy adversary at some card games perhaps so she's been teaching him some rules possibly with the intention of taking advantage later on Te- teaching him the wrong rules maybe <laughs> Possibly. You definitely want to pass if you have all the same color card. That's a that's a baddie. <laughs> the same the same suit and color, trash. Yeah, Especially she's not out to make enemies card. immediately, but you know she can stand to uh, benefit from the way she's teaching the rules. Perhaps uh, yeah. she's willing to do that. Well, that, that leads me in my next questions. Just how how do your your characters interact over a two week period? Is is, it, is there any, like, who's the boss, like, sitcom scenarios where someone walks in on someone else in the, the ship's tiny bathroom? For, you know, Nik- Nikithi's part, I imagine, in terms of the relationships, I think he I think uh, he would find Wynn and Kaz as kind of, like, I, too, too, ideal- too idealistic. Like, I think he would think Wynn has too big of a heart. Like, it's kind of like, an, you know, he's just... Oh, uh, this guy's way too hopeful and way too trusting, and I'm gonna have to watch. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to try and be the realistic voice of of reason. That made <laughs> sense. And uh, uh, obviously, Bumfuzzle is is killing him inside in like a very deep level that he didn't think was possible. <laughs> um, I, I, w- I want to know where you get the idea that Win has a big heart because he's literally an eco terrorist. Like he's done nothing to, to show that he well, has a big heart. <laughs> sure. Well, but he's nice. I mean, it, 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 it maybe, he cares about the environment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, you know, and he probably doesn't know that you're, unless you're just like, oh, I'm an eco terrorist. I, I mean, I, I have a, I, 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 I have it buzzed into my, my left arm in the fur. <laughs> I'm an eco terrorist. <laughs> that's, that's a weird tattoo. But that's uh, a I dig it. Weird thing to have. Well, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, he does have uh, Xeno Warden armor. He's got the sigil of the Xeno Wardens on him. So, I mean, you, oh, you know, he's been true. places. 
That's true. And actually, that would interest him greatly because he's a bioengineer. And so your living armor would be, he would actually probably, that'd be something that you guys, we could, uh, Nikithi and Wynn would probably actually connect over. So I mean, he might just think that you're, you know, that maybe, and, and that I'm might too be. Nice. <laughs> Well, maybe not so too. Now, now I'm thinking maybe not so too nice, but maybe that you're too like rigid in your thinking because you know you have this you know literally xeno eco terrorist mentality, and you know I might he probably uh, might think that that's a little too rigid, and uh, he also likes to use literally living things to make weapons, so he's probably doesn't agree there well, with you. Well, with, so does xeno wardens like uh, Wind's armor yeah. is is literally a living thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> they have yeah. they have some some weapons that are. Or plant-based. Yeah, so I do think that uh, Nikita would be very open to having Talara teach him cards, and probably would. They're both from a more similar outlaw background, so I think they could connect over that. And uh, you know, he might even be—he might even understand. Maybe he might <laughs> understand a little bit more of the game she's trying to cheat him in than she realizes. But uh, <laughs> he also might—you know—he—he I, I, he probably has. <laughs> He's probably like me. He has terrible luck. So even if he knows that he's being cheated, he probably can't stop it anyway. <laughs> is this a dice-based card game? Is, is, is rolling uh, some kind of dice involved? Uh, if it makes me win more, then yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah, he knows he's being cheated, <laughs> yeah. but he can't help it anyway. Talar is like changing the contours of the table to. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like yeah. It's like it's like the the guns of Dunshear. Yeah. It's exactly like the guns of Dunshear. Yeah. When is, when is absolutely trying to kind of be chill because he does not he does not want to kind of show any of his well for lack of a better word cards to okay well there's there's been way too many card analogies you guys <laughs> at one point all have to sit around and play cards together <laughs> uh, to to virtually strangers I mean he cause did um he he kind of gets a good vibe from from him and he finds. Uh, Nikithi kind of interesting. What what about uh, um, Bumfuzzle, Jabert? You, yeah. You're hiding most of the time, but do you connect? Do you think Bumfuzzle tries to make a connection with any of these other four weirdos? Well, I tried fixing uh, that that custom rig that I smashed of uh, <laughs> of Nikithi. He seemed to appreciate that too much. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. <laughs> you're you're basically a mechanic as well, right? <laughs> he'd, he'd been working on a on a ship for months now. Yeah, no, it's uh, uh, yeah. I think I think Bumfuls is mostly uh, has been sort of uh, keeping a low profile, but you know is sort of interested in Nikithi's stuff, and so <laughs> sort of goes through his stuff sometimes and. Uh, that's probably that's probably the extent of their interaction other than well, Nikithi shouting at Bumfuzzle, I imagine. <laughs> what's uh, what's a Bumfuzzle's reaction to seeing uh, Nikithi's drone for the first time? Uh, <laughs> oh. uh, Itis, right? Oh, oh, right. That's right, because I'd forgotten it was in the shape it's, of an Akata. It's basically, yeah, a robotic uh, Akata. Yeah, I, I think probably the first time that thing showed up alone, alone in a room, like it was just there was like an elaborate trap assembled uh, that was basically like this Rube Goldberg machine where the marble rolls down over here and then it cracks the egg open and it just like threw a net on top of it. And then it just kept moving. A laundry hamper on top right. of the grid's <laughs> right, Exactly. And it just continued walking. And so I scampered away and back up into the vents. Uh, we we can literally probably do an entire episode about you guys hanging out on the ship. 
Um, well, let's talk about more specifics here because while it's a lot of downtime, every once in a while you have to check into your stations, make sure everything is going well with the drift travel itself. And like I said, you found like you know a wrecked ship and some some space rocks out there. Um, who who is the captain of this vessel? Who's taking up the capitan's chair? When. Win the bear is the captain. Oh yes. Oh boy. What did we? He's what did we get an unbearably good captain. Yeah. Oh no. Oh god. <laughs> Buckle in I'm, for I, six I'm, months. I'm, oh my god. I'm already oh, so. I'm already so. Sick. Bear puns. This is why Tyler wasn't allowed to be an uplifted bear. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think I would have to worry about it from from miles. Um, what, you literally uh, said bear puns for days when you initially talked about this character to me about eight months ago. Yeah, well, that wasn't in a positive tone. <laughs> I wasn't like bear puns for days. It was like no, it was. I'm looking bear at it puns right now. for days. Um, what? Who else? What? Uh, What's what is Nikithi doing? Or Sharon, uh, Smarty Pants? Uh, yeah, Nikithi would be bouncing back and forth between the engineering bay and the science officer's position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about who's driving this rig? Who's the the pilot? It might be sort of a well, mystery to the. I, I imagine that maybe the rest of the crew sort of thinks that like each other one like is the pilot. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Because just uh, Umfuzzle will just sort of come down occasionally and sort of like, you know, make a few adjustments on knobs and to sort of like check a few things and then scamper away. uh, Or I imagine maybe you've, uh, you've like, (laughs) you've plugged in like a little dongle into the, and you have your own little like RC car controller and you're in the (laughs) bed. It's like like some some ropes that are just going up into a bed. You've drilled a hole through a, a bulkhead in the ship just to to get a look at the outside of the ship, see where you're going. <laughs> right. That's not how spaceships work. He built some weird device like Wesley Crusher in that first season episode of TNG where they were all drunk. Yeah. Well, no, I, I just used my I just used like my uh, my helmet. I just sort of glued that onto the outside of the ship. So I just poked my head up out <laughs> into the vacuum of space and then just sort of just pull on these ropes. <laughs> So there's a fishbowl-sized hole on your ship. Oh, <laughs> noting that. Our, our pilot's chairs has a bunch of space phone books sitting yeah. in it. <laughs> right. Nikiti is screaming. <laughs> uh, uh, Kaz and Talar, I'm, I'm guessing you guys are, are, what, taking up gunnery positions? Are you both gunners? Yep. Yeah, we'll be on guns. Hmm. Yeah, Kaz, uh, not used to guns, but finds it strangely familiar to, to be sitting in one ready to, to fire. Talara's um, in the same boat. We can bond over that. Um, um, amongst you all, who do you think their character would be the one to care for the money or the ship finances? Who'd, who'd be in charge of that? That seems like a captain job to me. Mm. Yeah. Quinn? Yep. Where, where we find you exiting drift space here, um, you, you look over a data pad and it has a signed contract and promissory note for this job that you're doing. And mm-hmm. it is signed in triplicate digitally sealed with an official looking marking from Abadar Corps. Why doesn't anyone that has ranks in culture give me a culture skill check and I'll tell you what you know about Abadar Corps. Ooh. All right. Uh, Hooray. Got plus six in culture. All right, so we've got some rolls here. It looks like pretty low rolls. We got a, t- yeah. a two, a f- two five, no, two twos, two fives. Jeez Louise. 
and, and the bumfuzzle as the highest jipper uh, you rolled the 21 yay yeah so almost everyone knows you know abadar core is the religion of business commerce and trade um but yeah bumfuzzle you know that indeed they sanctify legal contracts and provide for a free market in in the universe to kind of thrive you all can think of them as a giant bank that holds the sanctity of currency as as holy and bumfuzzle perhaps knows too that they have a huge headquarters on absalom station that is like the the wall street that kind of like regulates credit and money and allows for this intergalactic agreed upon form of currency in the form of the credit you also know bumfuzzle from perhaps your mission prep that this colony that you're going to on Nakondas is funded mainly with Abadar core seed money. So that's, you know, and part of that, you're sure that there's probably representatives among the colonists that are in charge of looking after the this corporation's capital investment, perhaps priests of Abadar. And when in this contract, it states that after delivery of the goods that you have now accumulated uh, to Nakondas, and specifically to a location known as uh, Madelon's Landing, the starship delivering the goods are going to be reimbursed 5,000 credits as means of compensation. So it's a pretty lucrative, vast transport job. Mm-hmm. Five ways, that would be 1,000 credits each. Ooh, so pretty good. Plus my 10% holder's fee. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So as you exit Drift Space, you're still a few hours away from the planet Nakondas. This colony world uh, is, is one that requires a lot of shipments of goods, so you're supply running there. And after cruising along for a few hours, the planet finally comes into view. It's a beautiful backwater planet. You see white, green, and blue, and it seems to have this massive cloudy atmosphere. And this jives with the reports that you might have heard about uh, of this new world, this newly discovered um, planet uh, from Sedona, your your android kind of common friend, as they uh, explain, the planet has a very persistent fog that kind of roils over the lands and seas, never dissipates. Uh, right. So as you're you know maybe getting ready for for landing, things like that, Captain Wynn, you notice a small blinking red light, something that you've not seen <laughs> go off very often here on the, the Phoenix's respite. Uh, you're picking up what looks like a long-range scan of some kind of object amongst the background noise of radiation, the upper limits here of the the atmosphere. And it's a, it's providing a good deal of telemetry data. And wasn't anyone up to it? Make me an engineering check. See what you can make out of these scans. It's uh, an 11. Mm. Jeez, Jabert. <laughs> <laughs> Nikita, he's gonna. Oh no, never mind. No, dude, plus eleven again. You're ridiculous. <laughs> Bump puzzles got some Wait, some engineering didn't... chops. Yeah, yeah. Learn from on, the best. Uh, Miles win rolled a nine. What's what's the the Bears engineering? Uh, plus two. Okay, so so eleven. Not not sure what this this thing is, but I think both Nikithi and. Bumfuzzle up in the air vents. You're pretty sure. Pretty sure what you're looking at here. Would would Bumfuzzle come down if uh, uh, they knew what this was? 
Uh, let's see. Well, is it dangerous and something that uh, that the rest of my crew ought to know about? <laughs> well, I can tell you, it is too small to be a starship. Um, it it looks barely larger than a satellite, so unlikely to have any crew. But you're pretty sure you can reckon this is some kind of automated drone of some sort, maybe just moving under impulse power slowly in orbit around the the planet. Um, Nikita, you you get this as well, and you guys can continue to scan it from afar as, as you're you're getting closer. But wasn't anyone with culture or some kind of appropriate profession check? Give me a roll. See if you can identify the make of this drone vessel. Also, I have culture. Uh, so that is a sixteen for win. All right, sixteen for win. We got a seventeen from Talara, twelve from. Kaz here. What did Buffus roll? <laughs> 22. <laughs> You've been rolling really well already. Yeah, just not liking it so far. Just rocks. <clears throat> this is DC 20, and Bumfuzzle is the only one that makes it. You're taking a look at the digital holographic image that's being pieced together in front of the rest of the crew from up above. And something about this chassis swept back panels the gun configuration triggers perhaps a memory and you seeing these kind of drones before perhaps in the the information that was given to you in preparation for your mission this is an aslanti orbital drone uh bub fuzzle just uh, like falls out of the <laughs> just like falls out of the vent and it's like just like smashes onto a control panel and it's just scrabbling around and just that, that's <laughs> That's an Aslanti drone battle stations. <laughs> and it like runs up to the to the to grab the controls. <laughs> this is maybe the first time you guys have uh, seen him since back on Arcala. Uh, yeah, the 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 drone you are one hundred percent sure is part of the very expansionist, extremely militant Star Empire. And as you say, you know battle stations, it begins to. Uh, change its direction and make for you all. Uh, do I know? Are these things typically armed, <laughs> or are they just sort of like oh, observers? Yes. Okay, you okay. Can, you can tell that for sure. You're not sure what configuration yet, but uh, yeah, as you guys, I'm sure, can jump into your battle positions. Uh, there is another automated ship's warning as the hologram of the Aslanti drone on your ship's viewer seems to malfunction because where there was one, there are now two of these drones. Oh, good. No. Takes a moment to suss out that, indeed, the Phoenix's respite is smack dab between two of these vessels. It's time for Starship Combat, y'all. No. (laughs) What better way to start off the season? It has been some time since we've had a true-to-life, good old-fashioned Starship Combat on this podcast. And if you're listening to Cosmic Crit for the first time or you haven't played Starfinder's awesome starship combat before, it is a very fun armed conflict where everyone works together or everyone goes down in flames. The crew here have five positions on the ship. Captain, pilot, gunner, engineer, and science officer. We each round go in order and they have actions like the the gunners fire at will the engineer has one called Hold It Together, and the ships take turns trying to outmaneuver, outgun, and or outrun one another. It's divided into three phases, our starship combat, got engineering, helm, and gunnery, and that is how we are going to start things off. 
round one of this combat, you guys in hexes on our hexadecimal here uh, grid, um, these ships are about seven or eight hexes. Uh, no, this one's even more. Uh, let's see here. Okay, one of them is about ten hexes away from you, and the ship about eight. Um, starting us off here, each round of the the combat, you guys both act simultaneously, these drones and your ship. But uh, the first thing is first is the engineering phase, uh, followed by helm and then gunnery. So to start things off this first round of starship combat uh, in the engineering phase, while this is called engineering, the ship's captain kind of floats around and uh, Miles, when can use their abilities basically in any phase because they are they can help the engineer, they can help the gunner, they can kind of boost wherever they want to go. So you can interrupt at any time, basically. But okay. let, let's start things off by turning to the Phoenix Respite's engineer, Nikithi. Tyler, normally there are a number of actions you can do on a turn, um, but the first thing you have to choose is do you want to start off in the engineering department or do you want to run to the science officer chair? Because you're kind of doing both. Right. And hmm, I don't think, I mean, we've already determined that these are drones. Yeah, uh, I, don't could have, tr- I could... don't have specifics about them, but yes, Bumfuzzle knows that. Lanty trip. Yeah. Um, I could start off with just trying to do a scan, which I think makes sense to me. So, yeah, let's have Nikithi go over to the uh, the science officer's position uh, okay. really fast because he just doesn't feel like there's anything. In, in, he could try to, to uh, divert some power to, to something else, but uh, I think it's more important that we gather information on our enemy first. We'll come back to engineering then. Let's go on to helm phase. Now, in this phase, the science officer can act, and but let's go ahead and do that now, because we're primed with you. Uh, um, one of the things you can do as a science officer is balance the shields. Uh, you can target the enemy vessels, or you can scan them. And do you want to scan to uh, start us off? Yes, I think I'm going to try a computer's check to do a scan, or Keithy will try to do a computer's check first. Yeah, pretty easy check. It's actually, um, I think it's DC 5 plus the tier of the enemy vessel and but for each kind of extra five you bypass that you get more information so this is this is is the one you want to roll high on you can possibly get all the information about the enemy nikiti has a plus eight to computers so this could potentially be pretty high uh Mm -hmm. let's see what it is i have rolled an 11 so it is Mm. a 19 uh well that's very good so the the dc on this scan is six which means you've beaten it by 10, uh, right? So every five, yeah. you, you pass it by. So you get the, the basic info for the, the drone, its defenses, as well as its weapons loadout. So not not too bad. Uh, you already guessed that this has no living crew. The scan um, backs that up. This is completely robotic AI driving this drone. Let's see. You've got its speed here, uh, the size, the ship classification. This is a tiny racer drone, so it's very small, very fast, has a speed of 12, so right off the bat, you're pretty sure you will not be able to outrun this thing. Also has perfect maneuverability, as it doesn't have a, a humanoid pilot, it can basically bank and do like all kinds of crazy spins in space without worrying about G-forces and things like that. Under defenses, you know, has a AC and a TL, a targeting lock, of 15. Ooh. Yep. Oh. 
It's okay. hull points. This has 20 hull points. And what about, uh, what about shields? No shields? You are detecting no shields on this vessel. It's like it's oh. too small to have a, a shield generator. As far as weapons are concerned, there is a single uh, weapons port on, on the front arc of, of the vessel. And while you haven't scanned the other one, it does look like they are basically the same. And that is a, it, it looks like a, a light laser cannon. It's sporting. Okay, uh, Nikithi would say to Bumfuzzle, uh, their weapons are purely in the front arc. Stay out of the front arc if possible. Oh, we shall see, we shall see about that. <laughs> Do what I can. <laughs> it's going to be a hard one. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, so this next phase of combat, we need to figure out some initiative. And All right. As it matters in this helm phase, now who goes first? And this is where ship's pilot comes very handy. Bert, yeah. uh, we are, we're headed over to Bumfuzzle. We're going to have you roll an opposed pilot skill check. So the drones are going to roll, you're going to roll, and whoever rolls the lowest has to move first, which is the exact opposite of how normal ground combat works, <laughs> which makes yeah. sense once we get into it. But basically, you want to move after your enemy because then you can flank them and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, so unless the captain wants to go right now, Let's make that roll. Okay, let's do it. Piloting checks. I got an 18. Roll my d20. I've rolled I've rolled a natural one to start <laughs> <Yes>! off. Yes! <laughs> I quit. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, believe it or not, your 18 is going to beat whatever, whatever I rolled here. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, these guys are going to just, just try and flank around the backside of you. Just try and flank. Move so they can put you in their, their front arc. Okay. This one's this one does a, a maneuver. It doesn't seem like it's turning at all. It just kind of slides. It does a, a, a little stunt and doesn't change position. It's just kind of moving sideways in space. Mm-hmm. And now you get to move. Okay, let's see. Let's talk about it. let's talk about the Phoenix Phoenix's yeah. respite. What's your, your speed? So we have a speed of eight, good maneuverability, so we can uh, turn like every other movement. Mm-hmm. Turn of one. So I'm sort of thinking I would like to get somewhere in like somewhere north of this green line that I've drawn to sort of get out of their uh, their front arc, or at least this one front arc. Correct. Yeah, you can try so. and move in second, flank around at least one of them. And so yeah. I'm thinking what I might do is something like. Uh, move forward one, turn uh, forward, forward. You you, you basically want to make a, a Yui, <laughs> right? Yeah, one, two. Yui in space. Uh, and yeah. right now your your aft is kind of pointing towards their, their right. front, which is, I'll tell you right now, very bad for your ship because right. you do not have guns on, on the, <laughs> the aft part of your ship. You got them everywhere else. Yeah. Uh, but you're, you're trying to angle your front shields towards basically their uh, starboard, this drone number one here at the top yeah let me actually pull up forward arc is okay yeah so it's sort of coming out in that okay yeah so i was just trying to look up look at like the geometry of what their of what their front arc is actually like so if this guy's facing this direction mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> his front, front arc sort of looks like this the front arc is about uh 15 degrees of the entirety of the ship the starboard yeah. and the port for starship combat is each about 33 percent 
mm-hmm. of the like sides of the vessel, so they're a little bit larger. The aft is the other like 15, 16%. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to uh, sort of proceed along this plotted course here and I'm yeah, sort of doing a U-turn back around and to put them in our front arcs and I'm gonna try to get into their port arcs. All right. So, Look, we're we're drawing lines on the map, and it looks like uh, it looks like Monday Night Football commentary. It's like we're going we're going here, and then we're gonna swing around. And they're back. <laughs> All right. Um, right. And so, and I also want to perform a, new, a maneuver. Oh, um, yeah. Piloting um, maneuver. Bomb puzzle yeah. showing off. Yeah, I'm gonna take evasive actions. Evading now. This yeah. is a. a the DC is equal to 10 plus the tier of your starship. And it, it provides you, you can just do normal movement, but it gives you a, a pretty nice bonus at this level yeah. for your, for your, your AC and your TL. Yeah. Um, that, that's basically your, your armor class and your, your targeting lock. It's, it's how the, the enemy ships can, can hit you. Uh, so th- this is DC 11. What's, what's your piloting? Uh, it is plus nine. So, okay. So well, just don't roll that one. <laughs> I can tell you from experience, it's very possible. Uh, roll yeah. one on <laughs> I mean, I mean, or hmm. no, you said it. Let's do it. No, no, I'm, I'm going to take one of the computer, one of the computer uh, bonuses. Oh, yes, one another thing. Computer bonuses. Another thing you can do, which uh, this starship, the the Phoenix's respite, has a a computer which allows you to take some bonuses on your turn. Is it a plus one, plus one? Yeah, it's a yeah, computer. two plus ones. Yeah. Um, right. So it is a Mark One Duo Node computer. So uh, anyone can take the, these bonuses, and you're yeah. going to take a one. So I think even if you roll a one, right, that'll be enough. Yeah, that'll still be good. I was going to see what I would have rolled. Uh, I would have been fine. <laughs> you rolled so well. All right. So you got a little bonus here, which is going to be helpful uh, because I think we're going. I think we're going into the gunnery phase now, right? It's going quickly now. Miles Wynn has not gone as captain, so let, let's talk about captain's actions because you have to use ability this turn or lose it. Okay. <clears throat> so as the El Capitan, uh, big old bear from the ship, and Miles is is Wynn psychically giving commands at this point? Yes, he's still psychically giving commands. He, I, I don't think the crew at all has heard his actual voice yet. So you've got a couple of actions you can do, but one of them, you know, from what Nikithi's uh, told you, the taunt action, it's not going to have really any effect on the drones as they're not even sentient AI. They're just like, you know, basically seek, kill, destroy kind of things. So you can encourage your own crew. You can bark commands at them with the demand action, though you can only do this once per combat per uh, teammate, but it gives a, a better bonus than trying to encourage them. What does Wen want to do? Um, so let's see. Talara, Nikithi, and um, Kaz are my gunners, correct? No, well, right just now, Kaz and Talara. Just yes. Kaz and Talara? Right now, yes. All right. So uh, Wen is probably going to, it doesn't matter, uh, encourage uh, Kaz on his next shot. Thank you, my friend. I hope that it will not be for naught. And um, let me let me roll first. See if <laughs> see that's a diplomacy check, and I have plus six to. Oh no, I have zero in diplomacy. Well, you can you can do diplomacy, or you can roll the same skill check, which is like you 
like trying to help them uh, target, you know, with the, the gunnery station, uh, okay. which which would just be a a gunnery shot it yourself. Okay, I'll, I'll do the diplomacy. I got plus six in diplomacy. Okay, roll it up. This is DC fifteen. Oh, uh, it's a twenty-four. Oh, jeez, everyone's yeah. rolling well here except me. Uh, twenty-four. That is to encourage. Let's get yes. on to the shooty shooty. So now, mm-hmm. oh, I was just gonna try to encourage Kaz. Oh yeah, no. What, what do you? What does Wynn say? He no. He just leans in and just like just think of the sweet sweet credits that are on our way. <laughs> Uh, okay, helping helping him focus up. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm probably still thinking about Knack, but I imagine that Kaz cares about money. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just saying Drew cares about money. Uh, Jabert has drawn up the different fields here, and it looks like the starboard side is facing one of the drones, and the front arc is facing the other one. So. Talara and Kaz, you can each take one of these guns. Who's taking the the linked laser cannons in the front arc? Talara, I will take the front arc. Good. Oh, gosh. I forgot about Talara's voice. <laughs> uh, okay, who wants, to, who wants to fire first? Uh, I will. All right, make me that attack roll. Lighten up these laser cannons. Yes. <laughs> nice. Is a natural 20 from Kaz. Oh. Jeez Louise, true. Uh, oh, snap. Is that a, is this a light laser cannon? This is the linked laser cannon at the front arc firing oh, at this drone. Oh, I, think, I, think we gotta, I think we gotta hear what this sounds like. Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, boy. Okay, so first <laughs> 20 on an attack roll for the season. Um, 22. <laughs> it's uh, a little bit more than that. Um, but uh, I can tell you that's a hit as we know AC is 15. Um, but yeah, this season, every time someone rolls a, a, a crit, a natural 20 on someone, we're going to thank one of our Patreon supporters out there and give them a, give them a little shout out. And this first one it's, uh, with our, our new Patreon is going to Casper. And Casper! They've, uh, yes, in our Discord, have instructed me to roll a d6. Let me do that now. They just want to ask a random player uh, how they're feeling. And this is uh, this is Miles. Miles, how are you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling pretty good right now. <laughs> uh, thank Casper for, for backing us and uh, somehow summoning the juju to give Drew this... 20 when I rolled a one. You know, the, the rumors are true. Casper is the friendliest ghost. Drew, why don't you roll me some damage here? Casper went to college in my hometown. I uh, am. Uh, I love that. I think it's awesome. The small world that we live in. Uh, so is this. So normally this is 44. Do I roll 8d4 for this? No, it, uh, it does not work like uh, regular attacks. Oh. You're still doing just the 44. But so long as you do hull damage, you roll an, uh, no matter what. Uh, once on the critical damage D100 table, which means this is definitely taking critical damage, no matter what you roll. If you roll so enough, it'll take two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so that is nine damage. You've rolled a bunch, so it's taken. So with nine damage in a critical hit, you're doing a little bit more than a single um, critical threat, uh, because the critical threshold of a whole point twenty vehicle with no shields is. Four, yes. Which means 
You've exceeded the critical threshold twice, and with a natural 20, we are we're gonna have to roll a whole bunch Yo. on this critical threat table. Now, well whenever true. great Drew. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the damage exceeds one fifth of the whole points is this critical threshold for the Phoenix's respite. You guys have 40 whole points. It's way too much at the beginning here. Your critical threshold is eight and um, it's a lot less for these little drones. So <laughs> uh, Drew, do you want to roll all three D100s? I would love to roll three D100s. That's disgusting. Okay. I'm hoping, hoping you roll some poor things here because some of them... Some of them will have no effect on this teeny drone, like life support. <laughs> Don't roll life support, Drew. So, ooh, oh, they're yes! all in kind of the yes! same range. Okay. 83. <laughs> all right. 99 and what? 94. The pronk is happening. Those are three hits on the power core. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> yes! I think Drew just uh, wrecked their power core. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It goes glitching first, uh, the first time it gets hit, to malfunctioning, to wrecked. Now, yes. if you wreck a system on an enemy starship, it is a um, negative four to everything that happens in that uh, section of the ship. But if you wreck the power core, which is very <laughs> important to spaceships, to starships in this universe, that uh, penalty goes everywhere in the ship, basically. Uh, so True all crew actions, monster. all crew actions for this ship, uh, this this one uh, closest to your starship now is taking a negative four. Now, this does not happen preemptively. We, we're going to get these shots off beforehand, but next turn, it's not going to do too well. <laughs> um, let, let's go on to Talara. You've got another ship in your sights uh, with a, this light laser cannon, I think. Both you and it might just be outside of this first range increment, so you're gonna have a little harder time. Did you make me that? Yeah, roll. yeah. Let's see what it can do. It's worth a shot. This will be a plus two. Sixteen. Uh, sixteen. Ooh. Uh, it might be time to <laughs> uh, posthumously use that plus one that we. Oh saw yeah. That, uh, can I do that? Well, there's no other rolls on this turn, so I would say... <laughs> I meant to claim it. that, actually, because I was like, I'm going to be outside the range increment. Anyway. That will be a hit. Awesome. Nice! So, uh, a non-linked laser cannon is 2d4. Alright. So four, four damage. It is the enemy's turn. Let's go back, have them fire at you. This one that is far away in your port side, or that's the left side of the ship, right? Correct. I'm going to ask that every time we do. <laughs> I, had to, I had to make myself a little cheat sheet and like put it right next to my monitor so I can be like four aft port starboard. Got it, got it, got it. Right, this thing's got a really, it's got a good bonus to it. It's one of the two things it does, which is piloting and gunning. So <laughs> see what it does now. Ooh, an 18 Ooh. on the dice. That's going to be a hit, thankfully. And this is also 2d4 damage. Ooh, six points of damage now on your port side of the the Phoenix's respite, you do have a little bit of shields. You got two shields there. They're wiped out. They uh, get blasted away, and yeah, you get some some laser scoring on that side of the ship. That's four points of hull damage right there. Not good. No, it's it's very good for me. <laughs> hey, and let's go back to this next ship. Which oh no, the the next ship. You are not in its front arc. It does not get to fire at you. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh no. And, well done, uh, pilot. Uh, which Yay. means that's that's the end of this turn and taking us into turn two of the Starship Combat. Let's get to it. Now, Keith, he's going to hustle butt to the engineering. <laughs> hustle, <laughs> hustle slug butt. Hustle slug butt. It's the slug butt boogie to the engineering bay. Nikithi has a new nickname now, by the way. <laughs> there's oh, slug butt. <laughs> slug oh, there's booty. slug butt. There's I like, no, uh, uh, no, no, now hear me out. I actually really like uh, Talara's nickname for Nikithi, if Rebecca would be willing to share that, or if she wants to save it for later, I'd understand. Oh, it'll come up. It'll come up. <laughs> Tantalizing. Teaser. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's uh, Rebecca to pick. <laughs> uh, Wynn is going to encourage Nikithi. Oh, you want to give them a little boost, little little boosty boost. So as as he's hauling slug butt, um, is this a diplomacy you want to make? Yes, and that is a twenty-four. <gasps> Jeez, again, uh, you rolled a really high number. Eighteen will be enough. It's DC fifteen. Yeah. So whatever check you're gonna do, uh, you get a plus two bonus. Uh, Tyler. Now, in the right. engineering phase, you can do a number of things as the ship's engineer. You can uh, successfully uh, boost power to the shields, the the weapon arrays, the science officer's equipment, or the the ship's engine for a speed boost. And that is the divert action. So, right. you know, uh, Captain Win Kirk is is shouting at you, uh, Scotty, full full power to the the shields and. You're calling back. I'm giving it all. She's got captain. Yes, that's exactly what is happening as I am indeed trying to divert power to the shields so that we can restore some shield points to that uh, that quadrant that was hit. So I've added my plus two here. Oh, my goodness. And I'm sure such I'm an easy roll. <laughs> yeah, I've, I rolled a 23. So <laughs> DC 11. <laughs> yeah. So, so when you get, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, when you divert to the shields, you're restoring points back to the, the shields, right? Right. 5% of the PCU rating of the Starship's power core. And the power core for this, I think you get back like five or six shield points, right? What's 5% of the Phoenix's respite core? I think it'd be four. Uh, 90, it's pulse brown power core, so 5% of 90, yeah, four, but you've only got two down, so uh, the shields are back up to full. <laughs> cool. yeah, the shield points uh, must be distributed evenly to all four quadrants. Any excess goes into the forward quadrant. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think they've actually eroded that a little bit. Um, oh, mm-hmm. I was just going yeah. off the cheat sheet. It's all good. It's back up to full now, and... Um, that's the engineering phase. We've already had our captain action. Let's go on to helm phase. Helming it up. Now, this this one vessel, this enemy vessel, it's got some negatives. Got some pretty bad negatives. <laughs> How many negatives does it have again? I can't remember. So to everything it does, it's, it's minus four, including this piloting check. So I'm going to roll these two ships separately now. I was doing them before just for the ease of it all, but now you've made me... Pull out the big guns. Um, let me let me roll uh, piloting for these guys first. So first, the severely damaged drone. Okay, well, rolled, rolled okay. Rolled a twelve Aww. there. Aww. Still a lot of a lot of minuses. You mean an eight? And let's roll for the one that is damaged currently. Ooh, rolled even better. Now let's see how Bumfuzzle does. All right, let's see. Come on, Fuzz man. Nineteen. Need that nineteen. Uh, so I rolled up a twenty. Pretty good, pretty good. You're going second in mm-hmm. our our order here. Uh, first, 
believe it or not, is this ship that you've um, battered and bruised. <laughs> who recall an old limpy, I think. It's, it's just, it's moving very, very far away from you and is going to turn as it goes. Turn as it goes to try and get its forward arc in your direction. Uh, and now you have to move as this other drone has outpiloted you. Mm-hmm. 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 So where, mm-hmm. where would... Where would you like to move the Phoenix's respite? They're both basically angling on your port side right now. Yeah. Bumfuzzle, put me in so, range of the forward arc. Yeah. Can we just hold position in turn? We certainly could do that. Yeah. That's yeah. There's no there's no skill check for that. Yeah, I'll just turn in place. It's a stunt. Ship can face any direction. If you're clumsy or poor maneuverability, you have to, you take a minus to your you know AC and stuff. But um, if you have good maneuverability, you just you just turn it. Okay, so you so. you can you're not moving anywhere. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna face. Yeah, like okay, yeah. So I'm just gonna turn in place and try to get both of these two ships in our front arc right now. Okay, well that will not be happening because this other one does get to move without any negatives. It, it's gonna do the same uh, slide action kind of forward to keep you in its front arc and. Now it is pointing at your starboard side, the, the other side of the, the vessel. Um, doesn't matter because your shields are up on both. And that is Helm. Let's go on to Gunnery. Um, because you guys went first last time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot these guys first this time. Um, and once again, it's only this one vessel that is now within range with the light laser cannons. So it's going to do a single shot. Your starboard side. Pew, pew, pew. pew, pew. Oh, boy. <laughs> We we got good at Starship combat. <laughs> oh, I don't like this man. at all. I've rolled a natural one uh, with my onboard computer uh, and gunnery check. That is a massive failure. So no shots for me. Let's go on to um, Talara went second last time. How about we do Talara now? Yeah, I'm going to claim one of those plus ones. Oh, goodness, I forgot all about them. Uh, so the starboard side gun, are you, are you handling both sides of the ship? Yeah, I'll, yeah. so this time I'm, I'm starboard. I think it was Ooh. port last time, but yeah. Yep. Okay. All right, same vessel. Oh, yeah. natural toot. Oh, oh yeah. natural toot. First natural toot combat roll. Uh, nothing Not, special happens there, but uh, even with the computer bonuses, that's going to be a mess. So uh, there's... Uh, your ship's firing like purple lasers out at it. You've got these green Islanti lasers that are going right past the, the hull of your ship, maybe bouncing off a, a shield here, a glancing blow. But the other vessel is full on in the front arc of the Phoenix's respite. Drew, let's make an attack roll with Kaz, and you've got another plus one, too. That's oh, not I'm going to claim that plus one. Or, I'm sorry, plus one. Yes. Going to claim oh, that boy. plus one. So that's a 10 plus uh, 3, so it's a 13 plus 1, so it's 14 to hit. Am I doing that math right? Uh, uh, wait. Right. I thought wait. you had plus 4. Yeah, your dexterity you is, your, your dexterity modifier is 3, right? Yes. So, so you'd be your BAB and your dexterity modifier. Oh, I didn't add BAB. Okay, so, so 10 uh, plus 4 plus 1 is 15. Ooh, oh, that's a hit. Yeah, baby. Nice. Yeah. Just nice. a hit. Mm-hmm. Just a hit. It's a teeny target, and you're threading the needle. 
with this lethal laser cannon twice in a row. Go ahead and roll that damage. Oh, wow! So that oh, is man. 11 oh, damage. Boy. And that is enough. It goes up in a ball of flames. Just <laughs> yes! <laughs> it's, it's a teeny explosion. It goes pew pew. And then it's, uh, <laughs> it's completely destroyed. Don't uh, diminish my destroying of a of a starship. Boy, oh boy. 20 points in two turns. That is the end of turn two. This one is dead. Destroyed. Uh, let's go on turn three. Does anyone else want to switch positions? Mainly Tyler with Nikithi. Do you want to stick in engineering or do you want to move somewhere else? I will. Nikithi will stay in engineering. All right. What you got, Tyler? Well, we uh, Our shields took some hits, correct? They did not this last turn. No, because you rolled a one on the one I shot. I rolled another one, so. Oh, that's right. And the other one didn't hit it. There are other well, divert actions I will, you can do. I will divert to the gunners and allow, uh, which will basically, if they roll a one on damage, it will be a two. So let's let's see if we can't soup up dim gunners. And I have rolled, oh boy, I rolled a three, mm. but I have a plus eight. I'm at 11. It is DC 11 at this level. Yes. I really made it. Nice. So all you gunners count them ones as twos. Well, yeah, one gunner, <laughs> basically, because we've oh, right, right. just the we'll one do, we'll, ship here. We'll do the linked. We'll do the, the linked lasers. Well, it can be whatever, you know, yeah, whichever I mean, we, one we, we is may in not the, uh, end up the in the, yeah, the range. So. But oh, that, we, can decide, we can decide when the person shoots. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Let's okay. uh, move from engineering onto the helm phase. Um, uh, Miles, when do you want to do anything before we roll for Nish? Initiative. Um, I guess I'll I'll try to help the pilot out. All right. Yeah, this yeah. one's taking just a little bit of damage, so no no glitches going on with this one. Um, are you are you gonna roll diplomacy? Yes. Uh, that's a twelve. Twelve won't be enough as it's DC fifteen. How how is Wynn failing to communicate with the goblin pilot? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would imagine, you know, you know, he's probably not paying attention to the voice in his head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. That makes a good deal of sense, actually. Yeah. I think, I think bum, bum Puzzle might just be, like, screaming so loudly. <laughs> Get out of my doesn't hear. <laughs> I don't have to listen to you anymore, Dad. <laughs> uh, okay, so a failure, but let's go ahead and roll that uh, opposed initiative with his, uh, a piloting check. Uh, bump puzzle. Uh, sure. What you got? All right, let's do it. Oh, Ooh, yeah, that's going to be 25. So it's so good. Let's, oh, please roll. Please roll higher than a 16 on a dice. Oh, no, I've rolled a 12. Yes. Uh, I'm going to move first, which doesn't bode well. Um, it's actually going to do the back off maneuver. Just kind of move backwards, trying to keep you in its front arc. Uh, the back off maneuver is uh, so low a DC just like you. This thing can make it without even rolling because it has no negatives so it just goes boop, backwards keeping you in its front arc but you get to move second. Where would you like to move? The Phoenix's um, respite. Yeah, let's see. So it could only move six so we can still sort of if it wants to play that game so we're like right there. Uh, then we can go, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Moving into yeah. its 
uh, starboard side, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's not gonna. <laughs> that's not gonna bode and, well for it. <laughs> and I'm going to uh, like right there. I think we said. And uh, I'm, and I'm gonna do the evade action as we do this. Or I guess we don't need to do the evade action uh, because <laughs> you can for style points. That, that's oh, you know I'm gonna do it <laughs> do for it. style. Do it. Do it for I'm style. Gonna, I'm gonna make style make points. Melody. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, the most ah! style. The <laughs> most style. 20. <laughs> got 20 on this worthless polyene check. You're doing like, like orc screws in this <laughs> transport vessel. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, I'm just like, Nikiti is, Nikiti is throwing up in the engineering I thing. can't wait. Right. Absolutely right. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm uh, just like cutting flips and just, and just being like, I, I don't, I don't. Maybe Bumfuzzle has ever flown a ship once <laughs> in his life. And, uh, you, you, you flown the uh, the Drift Rider and banged it up quite a yeah. few times. <laughs> right, and yeah. I ran into everything when I did it. So it's just like <laughs> I'm just I'm just punching the speed oh. down all the way and just. That's- it's unfair because you were that was in planetary travel mode where there's actually stuff you can hit. Right now you're just <laughs> empty space and you're <laughs> flying about. Oh, I can't uh, wait okay. for all of our characters to die in the next episode. Uh, Let's get this farce over with and go ahead and uh, get to gunnery. Um, Drew, you've got this thing. It writes in the front arc here. <sighs> Taking that plus one, making an attack roll. Taking that plus one, Kaz is gonna take a shot. That's a 13 on the die, plus 4 yeah. is 17, plus 1 is... That's a hit. Yes! So, roll the damage, and now any 1s are now 2s, because of the engineering <laughs> roll. It doesn't matter! That's, 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 oh, wow. It doesn't matter, what you the roll hell? really well! What the <laughs> So that is uh, a Trunk 3, a 4, a 4, and a 3, or 14. Uh, we haven't roll. done it in a while, but... Hashtag next shirt. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Who? So is that? <laughs> that's, so is that four critical effects? Yeah, because we didn't get past the first one on the, the first hit. So that is indeed four. Which means <laughs> oh my God. roll four D100s. Oh, <laughs> boy. For critical threshold damage. Here what we go. That is a 42. Yes. A 63. <laughs> A 46 and a 63. That is the best thing ever. I mean, you didn't you didn't hit the useless stuff, which is one to 30 uh, life support and sensors. That is both glitching and malfunctioning for the weapons array um, and the uh, engines, which uh, applies to pilot actions. Oh, um, man. It's only got the single arc of weapons uh, that front arc so yeah negative four with the malfunctioning condition um to to this remaining drone yikes (laughs) (laughs) just giant billboard out in space that says yikes behind the ship uh it also has two hole points left so um, double yikes (laughs) uh let's speed through turn four and engineering anything tyler no, uh no Helm face. all right let's see what we got here oh i didn't do great i didn't either but uh even with the the negative four what what did you get i rolled a 12 altogether 
Oh boy, natural three, natural three. Uh, so it actually, even with the malfunctioning condition, gets to move second. So go ahead and uh, you have to move foist. All right, I'm gonna do lucky day, lucky day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something kooky here, gang. Oh, no. Get ready for this. Oh, no, um, I'm gonna do the flyby maneuver. Uh, holy free holy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna, we're just gonna like, like blitz through this guy's, uh, just like, sort of like blitz through this guy's space. And uh, I'm basically just gonna spin the wheel and just like, just like whip it around so that our front arc is facing it uh, <laughs> right when we're up next to it. And uh, we're just gonna blow past this guy and see if we can't hit him before he, uh, before he hits us. Oh boy. So this is a, this is a difficult DC yeah. uh, piloting check. Do you want to take a, a plus one from the computer, a little computer guidance? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a plus one on this one. Here we go. Ooh. Oh, yes, that's Jeez. better. <laughs> that's a 29. <laughs> 19 just... on the dice. Uh, <sighs> yes, it's a, a piloting check of uh, flyby. DC 16, so beat it yeah. by like 12. Uh, so <laughs> go ahead and move yourself behind this vessel. It doesn't get that free attack. Yeah, so I'm just going to sort of like do this and then sort of like turn it up like I'm sort of like mm-hmm. crossing through and then now we can use any arc we want uh, at close range on this guy and it's gonna it's gonna move back around here while turning is gonna face its its uh, front arc towards your starboard uh, when any any action before we finish off here um, see I can only do one per crew per turn or per uh, combat, right? And for the uh, for basically yelling at your your teammates, it's a command action called demand, where you use intimidate and you you know shout well, at I, someone. I still haven't encouraged uh, Talara yet, so I'll. Oh, you can encourage uh, anyone, but you can only demand once. Oh, okay. But feel free to to yeah. encourage I'll or demand spread anybody. Spread all all the all the wind love around and. Yeah. Try to encourage Talara. So hold on. Can we fire the gun from the fore arc in this turn yes. or no? Yes. We can. Yeah. Right? Yes, so be- I w- because we did the I flyby. Yeah. feel like we should probably encourage Kaz because he's more likely to hit than Talara well, is. I failed the, 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 the dice anyway, so it doesn't matter <laughs> oh, who I encourage. <laughs> yay. Yay, for, yay for moo points. Uh, okay. Let, let's, let's get into gunnery here. Attack roll with a pretty large negative gets you guys. Oh, I rolled a 13 on the dice, which is a 14. Uh, you did not evade, but even if you did, that is a hit. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Doing some damage here against one side of your ship. Um, not a ton. Two points of whole damage. You've taken six Woo. in total as the shields drop on that side. Go ahead and return fire. Kaz, uh, because we can attack with the front arc because of that maneuver, is going to take one of the plus ones. That's a nineteen. That's a nineteen on the die. Do you want me to to, to actually do the rest of the math? No. Uh, well, no, it's a hit. <laughs> AC fifteen is no. So go ahead, and just damage. And this is mainly for finesse because you, you're good doing at least four damage here. Yeah, then that's ten on the die. So. With that, yeah, your purple linked laser cannons are firing right where the ship is about to be. Your uh, bomb puzzle gets you extremely close. It tries to fire back and, and maneuver around. It is too late. It explodes. We're yes. at a starship combat. Yes. yes. In a, a, a giant, giant little Jeez. 
dust cloud goes poof. The final laser blast, uh, yeah, sends it into uh, a little ball of fire and space dust. And where it was a moment ago, there's just tiny little bits of flotsam and jetsam bounce off your your front shields. Yay! Yay! What? <laughs> Yay! This, this, this season two was longer than one episode. Yay! <laughs> uh, I don't think I don't know how many <laughs> combats end at the uh, the beginning of this campaign, but you'd have to make your ship uh, pretty pretty bad. <laughs> uh, we didn't uh, make this ship. Yeah, I was about to say thanks to our fan. I was I was looking at the ship. I was like, oh no, it's not not that crazy. But uh, I think with the right crew, any ship is pretty deadly. Yeah, with the with the natural <laughs> twenty on the first shot of the combat, I feel like we're probably okay. It helps. So you've got some some space debris out there. Why doesn't anybody that's got um, computers uh, go ahead and use the ship scanners? See if you can see what remains of this craft. Okay. Sure. I mean. Uh, it's a 16. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> Both uh, Wynn, the captain, and uh, Kaz uh, are able to, to sort it out from the the wreckage. But uh, Nikithi, maybe you're, you're too busy looking for something that isn't there. Because what you find is not there. It seems there is no signs in your scans of any drift technology, which means whatever uh, place these drones here, um, it had to come from some other ship. Um, gotcha. And either dropped off to attack or defend or maybe recon the planet. And let's do, um, you know, inside the, the ship, I think you get another uh, confirmation Kaz, as you're scanning, you find like a single, like undestroyed side panel, a green panel stamped with an official seal, and you you know it to be the trademark construction styles of the Clockworks Foundry of the Aslanti Star Empire. Tick tock, tick. They are right at least twice a day. <laughs> you roll twenties at least twice a day. <laughs> I'm going to do stuff a little bit differently this season as I'm going to try and give you guys XP totals as we go. Live XP readings. Yeah. So in just the starship combat for destroying these two drones, you all earned 600 experience points, which divided four ways, which is what we're doing, is 150 XP each individual. All right. And then also because you were able to identify these are indeed Aslanti drones, that's an additional 400 XP or 100 each, bringing your totals individually to 250 XP. That means you all are almost 20% of the way to level two. Nice! So far for level two! In a couple of episodes. Ah, Already 20%. Nikithi really takes off. Uh, You all are free to do what you'd like now. You're out of combat. What do your characters say to one another now that you're you're through your first space battle, a five-person team? I do not understand why I have taken to firing a starship weapon, but I promise I will try to continue this in further engagements. Yeah, a, a, a twenty and a nineteen is pretty pretty gross. I think you've used up all of your starship luck <laughs> <laughs> forever. Please. Uh, these yeah. short-range Aslanti drones are troubling. A larger vessel or bigger fleet must be nearby. We should be careful. Yes, that concerns me as well. There, there aren't supposed to be any Aslanti in this sector, are there? There haven't been any reports of this. 
Patrick, have there been reports of this? <laughs> <laughs> Rolls a random dice. There are no reports of this. this is there are no reports of this? <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, this planet, from what you all have been told, there's literally nothing on it except a tiny colony that just started a few months ago. Maybe like 100 people or so. I mean, it, it, it's a pristine planet there's there's no other cities there's nothing mm. can we scan the planet and see if there is maybe significant more signs of you know life than what we were expecting yeah so you're getting close enough now to the the atmosphere try and make contact and as soon as you open up communications get back a wide static burst as a response Miles, as captain, what, what does Wind say? Try and try and raise contact, get through this the static burst. Uh, so Wind uh, tries at le- at first with some of his you know um, psychic abilities. You know, come in, come in, come in, and he realizes that it, it's it's not going to go through. So he starts growling and just said, "This is Captain Wind of the Phoenix Respite trying to raise Madelon's landing." Come in, Madelon's Landing. Do you read? We have sustained damage and are in need of your coordinates to land. If you do not let us in, we will be left no other option, and we will have to do the unthinkable. We will have to be continued. Literally, no one can see it coming if I'm not the one doing it. Like a thief in the night. You'll never know unless you're the one that's actually in the episode. (laughs) And then you better know. That's it for episode two, a.k.a. episode, oh boy, 76, Cosmic Crit. Oh, man. Can't believe it. Getting up there. Um, Best fairing of starship combat you guys have ever done uh, Way except, better than the, that, right, except for the last episode of oh, so, <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> we had a, talk about that one. Oh boy we had some hacks in starship. the yeah the <coughs> last episode <laughs> yeah you get a little bonus there with the capital weapons uh but oh boy great great teamwork um, the Phoenix's respite held up I was worried about those uh those small shields but uh, yeah, no, I guess <laughs> I guess it just depends on who you're going up against. Mm-hmm. They they were able to ha- hang in there with light laser cannon fire, and doesn't hurt when you roll a massive amount of damage a couple <laughs> turns in a row. <laughs> your, your enemies, I think that's the most critical thresholds we've we've uh, we've knocked through in like two turns. <laughs> yeah, because I I think there was expected to be more damage on our ship when we were coming through. So I was like, well, we've sustained some damage. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but I spilled my drink. You guys aren't plummeting to the planet below like, come in, come in. <laughs> we're coming in hot. Um, yeah, that's that's that, that's what you would have expected us to do, which is what you wrote for me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to figure out uh, what's going on with Colony next week when we come back talking about against the Aeon Throne. Uh, until then, thanks. Thanks guys for playing with me. Thank, Thank you. Patrick. Thank you. And say uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. See ya. See you next time. Good night. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.